Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy's Super Value GEA podcast on We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over a very busy weekend, the first weekend that all teams or most teams were out in action in the McAvoy's Super Value on the 20 championships, both Division 1, 2 and 3. Um, we're going to be also bringing in a little bit of audio where it's all McAvoy's this weekend, Paul, or this week, because McAvoy's Super Value we're doing a presentation of jerseys um, to all the local clubs, the under, I think it's under eights, under tens teams. You, you were at it. Unbelievable. Usually, when I was a kid, if you got a new set of jerseys every seven or eight years, it was something the whole club was talking about. And now McAvoy's are, are handing out jerseys to all the clubs connected to Virginia area. Ah, uh, Damien, it was brilliant. I, w- I went there on Saturday morning and... Um uh, Laura McAvoy was there from, from McAvoy Super Value handing out jerseys and to see the smile on the face of the kids it was it was, it was was absolutely class there was a good crowd turned up he loads of kids from different clubs they were all there in their kits and they were running around kicking football up and down the, the shopping centre while That's they were right. waiting for the photographs to be taken and all the mentors were there it was just a lovely morning it was a lovely real GA morning where, where um, it's all about about the next generation and, and volunteerism and again McAvoy's coming up trumps for the local clubs. Yeah, so jerseys for Castleran, Lavi, Lorgan Ladies, Muncher Connacht, Mahara, Ramor, of course, Coo Hullins and, and I believe there's a set of jerseys for Killing Care, even though they they weren't there on the morning. But you you caught up and you got a bit of reaction from the people there. Uh, you started off by talking to Declan Galligan. Uh, just, just uh, I suppose McAvoy Super Value. They're looking after all the local GA clubs here with with, with jerseys and, and stuff like that. Uh, what does it mean to Ramor to, to get a help like that? Uh, it's a huge help for Ramor. Uh, McAvoy's a local supermarket. We all in and out of here all the time. Super Value are a huge support to GA across the country. Um, it's very, very important to us, uh, and they've been good to us down the years with, with footballs and with different sponsorship at different times. So it's a huge part of the local community here for us. And how important is it in Ramar that, that the, the underage are looked after and, and that the, the numbers are, are, are kept up? Uh, it's very important in Ramar because um, uh, the, the underage are the future of every club. Uh, there's a lot of good structures in Ramar, a lot, a lot of coaches, a lot of good young lads, a lot of dedication, starting from under six all the way up. So whatever you invest in now, you reap the rewards in the future. And it's all about involvement in underage. So we try to keep everybody involved, get a job for everybody, get as much people into coaching as we possibly can. And uh, look, it's a big emphasis on the future. OK, I'm joined now by Niall Lynch, juvenile chairperson of the Coca-Cola Club. Niall, how much of a boost is it for the club to get a, to get a sponsorship like this from McAvoy Super Value? That's ah, a huge boost, Paul. Um, McAvoy's have been long-time uh, supporters of all the local clubs, uh, as well as Cuhullins. Um, and now for the young lads to have a set of jerseys at, at under 11, we usually 
the kids have to buy their own jerseys under 9s and 11 in Cahullans um, and now we have a set of jerseys for all the competitions so it makes a huge difference to, to all the houses in our parish anyway we're all very happy and the coaching work is going on big numbers in Cahullans and everything's going well there well I don't know about going well but we certainly have the big numbers um, and uh, things are improving our, our under 13s are now in the Division 2 final next Wednesday night uh, and 11s and 9s have played about nine or ten blitzes all year and we have a lot of boys and girls in the field every Saturday morning but what we could do is a little bit more help but uh, other than that all's going well OK I'm joined now by Bridget O'Dwyer the chairperson of Lorgan Ladies it's great to see a great turnout here from, oh, from the Lorgan Ladies fantastic great turnout I mean those kids all they want to do is play football that's all they want to do it's a huge boost to us to get those jerseys as well you know not easy guys and McAvoy's are great, great supporters of, of all sports in the community. They're, they're a fantastic supporter. The Lurgan Ladies are our main sponsor, so, I mean, they're very good to us. You know, we wouldn't cope without them. Yeah, so you can tell the excitement and, and, and how good it was. Just, again, inform me, what did the clubs have to do? Was it a token thing or something? To get the jerseys, not not a thing, as far as I know. That the the there may have been a, some element of of tokens, but I think I don't think so. I think that that McAvoy's just true. I think it's a nationwide thing, true super value. McAvoy's obviously is a local super value. They looked after all these clubs before wow. this. They they handed out balls to thousands of footballs, which all had to be pumped up. I know that took a while, but <laughs> uh, we, should, we should say why we're why we're here, Damien. That like there's a couple of thousand people listening to this podcast every week, and like. I'm sure you'd agree with me when I say we wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for McAvoy Super Value as well. And this has been running for four years now. This podcast, yeah, and it's going out every week, and that's all thanks to them that they're that they're doing putting some sponsorship there, which which covers costs, your costs in hosting we are Cav and and, and mm. equipment and and expenses and stuff like that. So so um, just it just goes to show for anyone that's, that's listening. Give them your support because they are supporting as GA people. They are supporting us. Well, not only are they supporting us here, and we are Cavan, and as you said, we we wouldn't be able to do this podcast without what McAvoy's give to us. Um, on top of that, they're supporting the local clubs. They're, on top of that, they're supporting the county board by by sponsoring the McAvoy Super Value on the twenty championships. So they're constantly giving back to the community, and it shows the difference. I don't see the Tesco, Dunn stores, Little Aldi under 20 club championship in Cavan or jerseys being sponsored by them across the board or them contributing back to Cavan in any way so if if there was ever a a, a cause you know support local they'll support you they'll support yeah. you back well I, I think uh, Park and Laura McAvoy would be mortified to hear us singing their praises like this because they don't do it for praise they just no. do it because they're, they're people that are involved in the community and, the, and they're involved in other sports as well and they like to to help back with the community so just encourage everyone to ha- to give your business to McAvoy Super Value if you can yeah, exactly exactly uh, moving on before we get on to the under 20 games um, I'm sure all of our listeners are well aware of the great news happened just last week I think it was where the GA have decided to go with tier 2 you're, you're delighted with this one no I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, disgu- I'm disgusted with it there how I'm absolutely dis- well, I know you said to me uh, you mentioned to me off air and I was ready, ready to go for your throat and you were like okay hold, save, hold. It, save it till we get the mics on yeah no I'll ask you um, what is the purpose of it tell me what the purpose of this is the purpose is simply to give some of the 32 counties who are involved in the football championship an opportunity to win a championship because outside of four or five you don't have an opportunity you don't have an opportunity to win an All-Ireland Oh, to win in All Ireland, but I, I thought you said win a championship because, as we know, there's been there, in, the, in the last twenty years, 
and I don't have the figures to hand, but in the last 20 years, how many counties have won a provincial championship? There's been a lot. There's been a lot. Well, in the last 20 years, in Munster, there's been two. Yeah. Leinster, there's been two. I know. Leinster, in the last 20 years, you've had Dublin, Kildare, Westmead, Leash. They've all won the Leinster Championship. Okay, Dublin are dominating okay. at the minute, but I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the last 20 years. It's not ancient history. In, okay. in Connacht, in the last 20 years, you've had Sligo, uh, Roscommon, um, Galway, and Mayo. and Mayo, and you've had you've had Leitrim won it 25 years ago. I know it's a long time to wait, but Leitrim have won it within living memory, and London contested the final in, in 2013. Okay. And in Ulster, in Ulster, in the last 20 years, you've had every county contesting the final, and you've had... Hold on a second, but didn't win. No, it didn't, didn't win, but... You, you had Tyrone, Donegal, Monaghan, and Armagh. Armagh. You've had four in Ulster, and Ulster is the traditionally competitive, you know, so more than half of the teams in Ulster haven't won a well, provincial four, championship. Four out of nine have won it. But anyway, my, my but five out of nine haven't. So, so, but everyone can't win, Damien. So you say, let's, no. cr- so, oh, because, because five teams out of nine haven't won it, even though they've all got to the final, let's make up a whole new competition for them so they can win something. That's, that's, that's what has got handball in and say it's in. No, no, no. What, completely different argument. Handball has. And and I I don't know it as well as you do, but it it has how many tiers? Well, it's not so much tiers. It's 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 um, well, it is kind of tiers. It yeah, is. it is kind of tiers. Yeah. But because um, there's an All Ireland senior, there's an All Ireland intermediate, and All Ireland inter- junior. Yeah, and and a lot of them are. Um, you you made the point there. It's it's to give teams a championship a chance to win a championship, right? Yeah. And then you changed it mid midstream because you said to win an All Ireland championship. But it's not an All Ireland championship if the best teams, if the best half teams aren't in it. So even what do you mean the best half teams? Well, the, the top sixteen aren't in it. So how can it be an All Ireland championship? Because it's still. So do you call it okay? Do you well, sorry, do you call the intermediate championship in Cav and then not a championship? No, I don't not not a county championship. It's an intermediate championship. It's not. But it's a, is it a county championship? Well, what's the county final? The county final is a senior final. The intermediate county final. Well, I don't ever hear anyone saying that. But if you said to someone, do you remember that, that year we were at the county final? Would, would, would there be in any doubt as to what game you're talking about? No, you're 100 percent right. And and if you say the All Ireland final, they they won't. But if you say the All Ireland intermediate or the All Ireland tier two, they'll they'll remember it the same way as if you say the intermediate county final. I'll I'll ask you two questions. One. If Dublin weren't in it, would there be any need for a tier? For yes. A, well, well, hold, on, hold on a second. If Dublin weren't in it, Leinster would be more competitive than it ever was. Leinster in the last few years, you take Dublin out of it, it's been unbelievably competitive. You'd have a brilliant Leinster Championship. Plus you'd have, you genuinely would have... Hold on a second. Even within that question, would Offaly win a Leinster Championship maybe, if Dublin weren't in it? Would Maybe, would, maybe not. But, would it be competitive? But, yeah, I'd say it would be competitive. Yeah, like the, the, you're awfully lost. I think by a, was it by a point to Westmead this year. Westmead ran two Leinster finals in the last couple of years. Take Dublin out of it. Westmead were the best team in Leinster for a couple of years. They got the two finals. No, in a row. sorry. That, well, that's a stretch now. Because well, the look at the draw. The look at the draw dictated the that they avoided Kildare and and Mead, who were the stronger of the, the teams. They yeah, weren't the second Kildare, best team. Kildare also lost to Carlo. So you're that goes to show how how even Leinster was. They lost the championship match to Carlo. Um, Leinster's extremely like Mead lost to Longford, and you're holding up Mead, and and this is all in the last two years, and you're holding these up as the top teams, but they're losing to teams, Longford's and the Carlos. There's nothing in it in Leinster if you take take. Now Mead have improved this year, but in the last few years there's been very little in it in Leinster. I think the Leinster championship would be brilliant. If you take Dublin out of it, 
you'd have so many uh, contenders for All Ireland's getting right up there because you're talking about saying how many contenders you, do we have for the All Ireland now? Hold on a second. So you're saying if Dublin weren't in Leinster, that Amida Kildare, West Mead, uh, whatever Leash Carlo would be contenders for All Ireland's. No, I'm not, I'm not saying they'd be contenders for All Ireland's, but I'm saying if Dublin weren't in the All Ireland. You, you would have you'd be looking at the RR going she's just a golden era five or six teams could win this which is which is it's, that's rarely ever been the case that you have mm. five or six teams could win it so my point is Dublin have skewed everything if there's no Dublin there'd be no talk of all these tears my I ne- don't I don't agree I don't agree personally I think it's time like let's take it that I'm just trying to think of a good example now Longford Division 3 next year I think yeah. so yeah so Longford are, are, are an example of can they win a Leinster Championship? Well, they can't beat Dublin, but no, they can beat okay. anyone else. So they can't, they can't win a Leinster but, but, Championship. But that's making my point. No, no, it's Dublin's not. strength it's is not. skewing it's it. It's not. My, my, point, my point is that Longford can't win a Championship if you don't bring in Tier 2. And my, my point is that, that Tier 2 needs to be Dublin and everyone else then. So Dublin is the problem in Leinster. No one else. So t- Tier 2 is the other 11 teams. No, Nobody can win a Leinster Championship while Dublin are in it. But Dublin weren't in it, as I, as I said and as you've just said, Longford could win it. Longford beat Mead in the Championship no time ago. I, 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 I didn't say that Longford could win it if Dublin weren't in You You just did. But well, well, you said that, that you held up Mead and Kildare as as the the, net, the top sides apart from Dublin. And I'm saying... Well, Longford beat Mead in the Championship. In a first round game or yeah. second round game. They knocked them out of the Leinster I, Championship. I still don't think that Longford would beat Mead in a Leinster final. Well, the, well the, yes, they, they would be heavy underdogs. But does that mean, that's sport. Does that mean we go, ah, oh, yeah. I know, I, okay. know you, I know you beat that team a couple of years ago, but I don't fancy you to beat them again if there was a cup for, up for sake. So tell Hold on a second. We could get a whole second. new competition taking, for you to win. You're, you're, you're taking away the point I was making, which is nice and simple. Would Long- can Longford win a championship in 2020? Can they win any championship in 2020 if there's no tier two? Well, don't just say Longford. That okay, well, but I'm taking that one example. Can they? Longford, no, they're not going to win a Leicester no. championship with Dublin. They've got. And they're the, not going to win all Ireland. They've got the five-time All Ireland winners in their province, so they cannot effectively Dublin okay. are stopping to win a boat. We'll take take it out of it. Can Can Sligo or Leitrim win a championship in 2020? Unlikely. No, that, can Clare, can Limerick, can Waterford, can Offaly, can Clare, can Carlo, can uh, Antrim, uh, can, can Fermanagh, you know, all of these teams, but, Fermanagh in Division 2, but all of these teams don't have a chance of winning a championship. Let's, let's be fair about it, they don't. And this is a competition that now they're looking at and saying, okay, our league is, when our league is finished... Well, they're not, Damien, they're not, because... Uh, a majority of Division 4 counties voted against it so they're not looking at it no, it's people looking from the outside I'm, I'm tell, tell, telling their players because bear in mind that I, I read a brilliant piece about this in the Irish Times and it it, it explained how the, the county boards in these counties had consulted with their players and their go, the players said no we don't want a bit of that I have no interest in playing my di- my season is defined around the big game we t- we're going to train as hard as we can and we're going to live for that upset for that day that we're Longford for that day that we beat me and we're Carlo that day that we beat Kildare that's what their players say that's what the Carlo players say they're not saying so it's people from outside you have to say they're saying we can't, we can't win this people from outside are saying to them you can't win this get out of the competition hold on I heard Owen Mulligan or uh, Emlyn Mulligan on, on the radio talking about you know yeah, this yeah, is a great idea he, he's an exception well, I don't and know. He, always, he, gets roll, he gets rolled out. He is an exception. And he gets rolled out to talk about this. Yeah. I like, you, you used Offaly as an example. Offaly players are absolutely staunchly against this. 
and and there was an interview with Se- Pat Nolan did an interview with several of them in the mirror, and they're staunchly against this. Yeah, well, I I I'll tell you again why I I think it's a really really good idea is that at the end of the day those players and we've seen it in Cavan and you've seen it in other counties as well I'm sure there's only a certain period of time that players are going to continue to put in the level of effort that's currently required to put on a county senior jersey without the hope of any silverware without the hope of any championship success and this is given the opportunity for progression like if in Cavan, in a few years' time, which is possible, we end up in Division 3 or Division 4, and you think then, do you know what? We've got an opportunity to make a, a run at the Tier 2 Championship, get into Crow Park all, on an All-Ireland final day, and win some silverware. And the front page of the anglo Celt that week, are you telling me, isn't going to be Cavan win All-Ireland Tier 2 or whatever it is, if they do lift that cup? If Cavan win the All-Ireland t- Tier 2, but it, it might be or it might not be. I don't think there'll be very much excitement around it, to be honest with you. And I, You're I think telling me you don't think it'll be a front-page story if you won Tier 2 All-Ireland yeah, in the Anglo-Celt? It, it possibly will be, depending on how... The, so, on, hold just on let me finish this. Let no, me well, finish no, this. Well, you, you ask the question, let me answer it. Um, if, if this becomes like the Tommy Murphy Cup, because this is... This is the exact same as the Tommy Murphy Cup. There's little or no difference in it. So if it becomes like the Tommy Murphy Cup, if Cavan were to have won the Tommy Murphy Cup, which was the exact same thing, would it have been on the front page? No. Not the Tommy Murphy Cup. I disagree. Ah, Damien. Teams were were pulling out of that. They weren't even entering it in the end up. It was an absolute farce of a thing. Well, I'll I'll, I'll put it this way to you. If if it... Right, okay. Part of the the problem with the Tommy Murphy Cup was was the way it was run. The All-Ireland... The final of it was was, you know, on, on a random... Was it even in Crow Park? I don't even know. You know it was in Crow Park, yeah. And it, and it wasn't... It was on a Saturday afternoon anyway. And it, was, it wasn't publicised. It wasn't given any sort of a, a, a lift. And it, there was no incentive. There was, there was nothing literally there for the, the counties to want to go for it. What the GEA have promised on this one is that they will incentivise it. They'll make it a big occasion and they'll make sure that the counties are rewarded for winning it. Now, that's a big, big change in it. Right, take that, take that all on board. Okay, let's say the counties go and they buy into this, and it becomes a front page story for a county that wins it. Is that not going to encourage another generation or a generation of kids behind them to go? Oh, geez, their success. I'm not seeing success by my county team. There, I want that success. I don't think so because it's the same thing as I see uh, in handball, where somebody wins a lesser competition and and is all over social media bragging that, that they've won an All-Ireland. But any, people outside of handball know. People who are in, intimately involved in the game know that's not really that big of a deal that you won because you didn't beat any of the really good players. You're in a lesser competition. I, and that is the exact same thing. It, it's it's, I not, personally it's think not the it, exact same thing. Hold on is, a second. It no, it's not. It's not. It because is. somebody playing Tier 2 or Tier 3 or whatever it is in handball doesn't have 20,000 followers on Twitter the way Cavan GEA does or doesn't have... 10,000 people going to a club game the way Cavan GEA has seen in the last year. It's a completely different thing that the following is there for Cavan GEA. Regardless of what competition there is that Cavan are competing in, the following is there. People are going to go and support Cavan GEA. In the handball, it's completely different. That's not, that, that's not a comparable in any sort of a logical way because 
it doesn't make any sense. No, no disrespect to somebody who wins a tier two or tier three in handball. They don't have the following. The following is already there. Tradition it's is about important, act- activating that following. Tradition is important. That's why in Kerry, to play for East Kerry or to play for um, West Kerry or whatever your division team is, that's a big thing because that's been going for decades and decades. To win a North Kerry Championship is a big thing. And if you were to come in and Cavan and run a divisional championship, it would be very difficult. And you could say, well, hold on, you're playing for West Kerry, you're playing for West Cavan, it's the same thing. It's not. The tradition is there. Do you think if Cavan were to win, win this secondary um, Tommy Murphy Cup or whatever we're going to call it, would it I be, don't would like it the fact that you're using the Tommy Murphy Cup. Okay, we'll call it whatever it's called. Well, they're going, to call it, two they're going to call it after a famous player of the past. They're talking about calling it the Paddy O'Shea Cup or whatever. So if Cavan were to win that, do you think that would be number one with the supporters and number two the players? Would they treasure that as much as Cavan? Players and supporters treasured the Ulster Championship win in 1997. And if not, why not? Because you're saying that this is a big thing, it's going to be inspirational. I, I don't know if they'll treasure it as much well, why as not? You're they saying will. You're saying it's, well, hold on it's a second, let me answer the, the question. Let me answer the question. Go ahead. Okay, I don't know if they'll treasure it as much as 1997, but let's find out. And definitely, they'll treasure it more than promotion from Division 3 to Division 2 or Division 2 to Division 1 because it's a championship win in Crow Park and it's a bit of silverware, which we haven't won nationally since we won a junior title, whatever year that was, 2012, was it? Whenever we won the All-Ireland Junior against Kerry. 14. 14. That's, that's the only national title that we have of any sort, really. So, of course, you're going to treasure it. And definitely, are you telling me as a county player, by the time we'll say, offer, offer it to Mark McKeever now, who's finished his football, and the opportunity that if he goes the entire career as he did without winning a senior championship or any sort of a medal, or you're putting in another competition that he has something by the end of it, if he wins that. Are you telling me that that's not going to be something that you look back on when you finish your career and go, OK, I didn't win what I wanted to win, which was Sam Maguire. But I got the secondary thing. I got, or the tawdry thing, whichever you rank it yourself personally, but I got a medal. I got something out of it. Yeah, he's going to say he got something out of it. But he, yeah, he would have got something out of it, but it's very little. It's absolutely, it, compares, it doesn't compare at all. I'll tell you, another, a common thing that's said about this is that uh, there's too many mismatches. <clears throat> Again, it's the Dublin thing. It looks so bad. It reminds me of when Roy Keane said, you know, you swing an elbow or something. And you see it in slow motion, and it looks terrible. And Roy Keane said, if you blow in your nose in slow motion, it looks horrific. Um, when you see Dublin absolutely pummeling teams, it just looks so bad for the championship. And I think it lets people think that, that the championship is so lopsided. But I actually did some research. Actually, I have it here. I looked it up earlier on my phone. For a thing, now these figures are a year out of date. This is for a thing I did last year. Because I remember reading Mike Quirk, who's a great columnist and the examiner. <coughs> and he says, Hurling has a tier championship structure which regularly pits teams of even enough ability against each other and, and mismatches are rare. So th- that year, I looked it up and in the All-Ireland Senior Championship, 27 matches were decided by double score margins. So I'm going 10 points or more and calling that a mismatch. 27 matches were decided by, by double scores, by, by double score margins, 10 points or more. This is in the football? Yeah, in the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship, that's 41%. In, in the bottom four tiers of Hurling, that was actually 48%. In the top tier of Hurling, it was 38%. So there was no, re- based on the Hurling model, where there's five tiers, which should be, I know there's a difference, there's gaps <coughs> in Hurling, but there's, there's actually five tiers in Hurling. Mm. There's no reason to believe that, that there's going to be less mismatches. No. As Mickey Hanna wrote in his column this week, 
Germany bet Brazil 7-1 in the World Cup semi-final mismatches happen so anyone I, I who says that, mis- that it's going to cut out mismatches is completely wrong well I, I, I personally I completely agree with you on that one I don't think it's about mismatches the other thing Damien is what effect is it going to have on club football it's going to have a, it's going to have a, a very bad effect on club football <coughs> because you're going to have a lot more counties playing county football on later on into the year and that's going to have a knock-on effect on club football are you are you actually going to have a lot more counties? I don't think you are. Yeah, because instead of instead of um, just getting knocked out in the in the qualifiers, you're going to go on and on. You're not going to be no, play, no. You're not no. going to play anyone any good. So you're going to go on to to no. Hold to on a second. No, sorry. I think you're wrong on that point because what happens is you lose your first round of your province. Depending on your status in the league, you go into either column A, All Ireland, Sam Maguire, or column B, the Tier Two Championship. And there's actually less games in the backdoor systems now as a result of this. Yeah, but you you have still the same number of teams progressing. Exactly. You have the same number of teams with less games. So why does that negatively affect... Because when you get to the all I I don't know how you can argue this. If you get to all in semi-final stage, you have four teams in it, right? But if you've got two competitions, surely you have eight teams in it. So there's obviously yeah. going to be more teams playing county football later into the year. That's, no one has even thought of the clubs here because the clubs are, are forgotten about. The other, the other thing is... Um, but then how many how many club championships started before All-Ireland final stage this year? Well, I know Cavans did, obviously. You know, in, but, in but a lot didn't. Yeah, Derry the, didn't, Donegal didn't, yeah, but Tyrone that, didn't. But they were still playing right up until... Uh, no, they weren't. But Derry, Derry, no, Donegal weren't. Donegal were were in the All Ireland uh, Super Eights, and Tyrone were in the All Ireland semi final. Yeah, so they were Derry weren't though. Derry weren't. No, but I mean, are you going to base awfully, your entire argument around weren't. when Derry started the county championship? Well, no, awfully weren't. And, uh, and awfully, well, I, don't no, see, I don't see how that's relevant. Well, of course it's relevant. They're the counties that I know when they start. No, I'm, I'm, making, I'm making the Monaghan point. Monaghan didn't. I'm making the point that this is going to squeeze the window for clubs to, for county boards to run their club championships. And you're going back with examples of county boards who don't run them well as it is. Well, well, so, so they're going to run them even better is, now. Is or Monaghan worse? not the example that everybody has held up as the? That's the way the, the club scene should be run, and they didn't start a championship before it. They might have started between the All-Ireland semi-final and final, but they definitely started a couple of weeks after Cavan started theirs. But what's your point, though? So Monaghan is the example that no, everybody what's your holds point? up. I'm talking about... You're saying I, I said there's going to be double the te- no, no, I didn't say that. I said there's going to be double the teams involved no, in county football at the late stage of the year that there is now. I think that's, that's and you inarguable. Said, no, so you started off this by saying that the clubs... It's going to ruin the club championship. It's going to ruin the club dates or the club calendars. Uh, it says it's going to have a knock-on effect on, on the club championships. A negative. Yeah, and it is. I don't agree with you. But I don't. How, I don't. I don't see how. Just because. Yeah, but it can't have a good effect. It can only have a bad effect. I. I it can't. It can't have a positive effect. All it can do is keep teams playing longer. No team's going to be playing any shorter. But surely that's the benefit. That that there is the benefit of the competition. It's keeping teams playing longer. It's like I've said on this podcast before that if I play eight games and you play two, I'm going to be better at the end of the eight games than you are at the end of the two. No, but that that. that that does not hold water because how does that not hold beca- water? Because if you're if you're um, so pra- so you you said get, you want to play eight games. So if you're Dublin and you're and you're going to play ca- for um, Wicklow eight times, no, what are you going to achieve? So so that's your point. So it doesn't hold water. You don't play Wicklow eight times. You never play Wicklow eight times. How is that holding water? No, you need to be you need to be playing uh, teams that are better than you to improve. Yeah, but so you can play teams that are better than you if you're if you're 
whoever Antrim in tier 2 you're going to play teams that are better than you where's the advantage in them playing Tyrone and Monaghan in an Ulster club cha- or an Ulster championship and then being bet by by Mayo who's bet who, who were beaten in a in a semi-final or quarter-final in Connacht or whatever where's the, where's the benefit in that how can Antrim progress in that system Antrim can progress because uh, they progress through the National League and, and what uh, have, have Antrim progressed progressed through the National League in the last 20 years you're just about to make my point for me thank you uh, I, I will give you an example of this right the London manager came out and said we need more games against teams of our own level or slightly better than us if we want to improve he's a big proponent he's gone now to get rid of him he's a big proponent of the ter- tiered system and I actually looked it up at the time because I said this this lad's talking rubbish and I looked it up and I found that um, I think th- the figure was they had played 35 games in four years against teams from Division 4 and 3 and I think they had won either two or three of them. So how many more games does he want against teams at Division 4? You use Antrim as an example. It doesn't matter. Unless you broke it down. Hold to on. You're taking, you're taking literally, traditionally, the worst team no, I'm in using the championship. Let's use Antrim no, as an example. No, you use London, though. Yeah, but you just I, use London. Yeah, but you use Antrim. So let's use Antrim. How many games? You asked how many t- games have they won against those teams. Very few. They've been stuck there in Division Division. Uh, for for a few years now, because where's the carrot? No, that's not, that's not the reason. The reason is that that Antrim are just struggling down there. That's their level, so it's up to them to get out of it. Yeah, but how? I I I personally think they need a leg up. I think they need a help. I think they need an opportunity for something that they can go and win. Antrim will not win a an Ulster Championship in the next ten years. I one hundred percent put me house on that. Could you disagree? And they definitely no. win in All Ireland. So, no, but where's their championship? But and how are they going to progress when when they're not getting the same amount of games? If 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 Cork play twelve games in a year and Antrim play eight, Cork are going to be better. The opportunity for more no, games I, makes you we've better. Already, we've already said more games does not... You agreed that more games does not... No, I did not. Be, okay, right. Okay, let's... No, ha- I, I just say what, exactly what I said again and you can say the exact same answer. If Dublin played the likes of Wicklow no. eight times... Wicklow is irrelevant. That's what I said. It's, uh, you don't play Wicklow eight times. No, but you, but you could... Cork are playing more games, but they're playing a lot of divi- uh, lower division teams. Let's say Kerry are playing more games than Antrim. But Kerry are... are walking through poor teams in, in Munster. So that's the equivalent of playing Wicked Away at times. If you play your Waterfords and your and your um, Tip have gone to, gone to the Dogs and, and Clare were relegated from Division 2, so what's the difference? Okay, they'll play Wicklow, but you can play them as many games as you want against shy teams. But How's that going to improve you? But you're going to get more games. Yeah, but how's that improving that, you? That still does improve you. Guarantee it improves you. So, rather so, than, rather so than if they've played Wicked Away at times, it does improve them, you're saying? I'm saying that, that no, I'm saying that it'll, it'll probably improve Wicklow. If Wicklow played Dublin eight times, it would improve Wicklow. I think it would. Again, you're making my point for me. You, you want you want to ab- absolutely put them in quarantine so they never have to run up against the big bad Dublin that's, again. That's not in quarantine. They, they can run up against them in the lesser championship. Where's the quarantine? There's still the opportunity. Yeah, but, but then they come back from that and they get f- opportunity for four other games. Yeah, but you said to play them eight times. Play no, them you said to play them eight times. No, but you've just said, no, you've just said if, the, if Dublin played Wicklow eight times, that Wicklow would improve, yeah? Yeah. But then you're, on the other hand, you're saying, but whatever you do, give them one shot against the good teams and that's it. Then throw them down well, among what, themselves. What's, well, what's different in what you're saying? In, in the current system, give them one shot against a good team and that's it. Except, that's it, that's it. 
You're saying no, to get to, rid of them. No, then they go into qualifiers and they might get a second shot against a good team. You're saying no. You're saying no to throw them in then against the shy teams. No, throw them in. Throw them in against teams of their own level. Throw them in against. They've had their opportunity to play a good team. Now you've realised that, and you've gone to that year that we cannot beat that good team. Give us an opportunity to win a competition that we can feasibly look at and win. Realistically, I think that uh, the provincial championships are dead in the water because they're unfair. They're unfair. I agree with you. The way the constitute is unfair. And I think that's the cabman is kind of sad to say that because yeah. of our history. But I think it's it's not fair that we would have to beat three class teams to get to, we'd say, the last 12, and someone else might have to beat two poor teams to get to the yeah. last 12. I that's actually, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that. that has and, to go. And I, I muted an idea about a, a, an alternative to it, which will never come to pass. But if you had your leagues as they currently run, and you had then four groups of eight, with in each of the four groups, two teams from Division 1, two teams from Division 2, two teams from Division 3, and two teams from Division 4, and you must play those seven games, with the winners then, the, the top two teams, or even the top four teams from the groups progressing into a knockout stage, and then that's it. It would reduce the number, the imbalance in where a team can end up with, in championship football, two games, or can end up with nine games, depending on what province you come out of, that it, it, would, it would reduce that imbalance and it would give you a fairer, I think, an opportunity for those lower division teams to play those big teams like the Wicklow playing at Dublin and to play one other team like that and gradually to get the opportunity. I think that would be a far leveler playing field and a better idea. But the provinces aren't going to get rid of. And I therefore think that the tier two is... It's a halfway house. It's, it's see, an opportunity. I agree that something needs to be done to level it up. But I, I think what, we, what we're doing there is, is poor. And this is, this is a step towards... Do you, does anyone think there's going to be 32 teams starting off in the same competition in a few years? They're sadly mistaken. This is a step towards um, a proper two-tier championship. The same as there is in ladies' football. They have three tiers. It's, it's the, but how... Yeah, sure. It's, it's it, it can't happen that there would be a step towards 32 teams competing in one championship because you're... Your status in the league will always dictate where what championship. Well, oh, you're at this moment in time, theoretically, any team can can win the All Ireland, but that's never going to happen again. It will for the next couple of years, but it's go, it's going to get to the point where you're going to have a 16 team, Sam Maguire, and the 16 team, whatever you want to call it, and it'll be two separate after, competitions after the provincial. No, I think I think the provincials will be got rid of. No, I, th- I think you're wrong. I don't think they'll ever. It, turkeys and Christmas. No, they'll they'll be they'll be. Kept. There'll always be a provincial championship, but it might necessarily um, be linked. Go, like the winners mightn't go into a quarter final or whatever. It might be linked in some way, but it's not going to be um, integral to the All Ireland Championship, I don't think. I just think it's sad that there's been no other way tried to even things up. Now, you think back to the early 2000s when the National League, everyone's on this National League is the best competition, which really, really gets my back up. Because I don't think it, it's not the best competition. We, we can't have another argument. <laughs> we can, it's not the best competition. The National League back, it, 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 it's a total meritocracy, I'd say that. But the National League back at the start of the century was really even. So you had like teams were making breakthroughs Leash, Westmead, Fermanagh getting to the All Ireland semi final. Teams were making big breakthroughs. Cavan got to the, to the National League final in 2002. And that was coming off the back of a National League system where it was even. You had one A and one B, two A and two B. And you got your crack. You could have what would be a Division 4 team now. You might have one of them in against a couple of Division 1 teams. Teams were making great progress. You were getting exposed to it, but you weren't getting absolutely thrown to the wolves. You had a couple of winnable games there, but you also had a couple of games where you got in mm-hmm. against the likes of the Mayos and Tyrones and all that. That was a brilliant system. But that they've done away with that. And since they've done away with that, 
year on year the gaps have got bigger and you can see that the, the same five or six teams stay in Division 1 all the time it's like they got up there and put the ladder up behind them and there's no one else Cavan and Roscommon are getting up there and they're back down again Kildare maybe up and back down again there's no one else can establish can break into that top handful it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that, like, that should have been tried again without a doubt that should have been tried but there's big money in the National League now there's big sponsorship and there's TV deals and all that so you can't go away from that it always seems to go back to, to the money model is, is there any way that we could say right if you have a population of under 100,000 you're, you're handcuffed in terms of how much money you can raise especially if you're trying to, to do something with facilities or something so we're going to say right you, you send us vouched um, bills that cost to feed your team or something and it'll be covered and it'll, it'll two to each according to their needs and from each according to their means. Dublin's grant may, needs to go down, or Cork, not just picking on Dublin, but whoever. Maybe that's the way to even things up. So maybe now uh, these players get access to better things, to get access to maybe whatever it takes. But yeah. we, haven't, we haven't tried that. All they've said is, no, let's, let's just draw a line through, through the championship and, and, and tear it up from scratch. Mm. And it, I think it's bad. And, and the, other, the last point on it is, Horland, in Horland, yeah, you, had great, you have great days there, um, Teams winning the Joe McDonough and stuff like that, like brilliant. Yeah, and okay, yeah, they are they are things that they'll, they'll remember. And story this year has been pretty phenomenal. But that was that was very much the exception. Every other team that that has got up there has has been hammered straight back down. Yeah, yeah. So what does that tell you? Oh yeah, look at I. Don't get me wrong, but I still think that those players that won those Joe McDonough medals will look back at the end of their career and be happy that they won something in a and, championship and era. and if, if you if you take a Cavan player that played in the Ulster final last year okay they didn't get the result on a day but like there's something there that'll sustain you you know the buzz of it you know you're you're running out to represent Cavan in the Ulster final no Cavan player had done that in 18 years and it was it was the big one it was the it, the Ulster final is a special day that does that not compare to running out in in the Tommy Cooper Cup, Damien. How do you know? Because there's you no don't tradition. Know. It, it. It's never been. It, but you look at tradition has to change because the tradition now is that there's a, a number of counties cast adrift. You know that are just not not in not in any sort of a competition after the league finishes, and that's that's been shown by players going to America. And well, like the, we're well, even we're even hearing of of the stories of, of Cavan players now this year not going back in or maybe not being asked some of them but is that down to the fact that maybe they got to an Ulster final last year and went oh god we're actually so far away from this Donegal team and then geez, we're so far away from this Tyrone team now that maybe they've lost heart they've lost encouragement that's, that would say if, if that's the case it would say more about them because Cavan were in the top 8 in the country in the league last year even though we were bottom of Division 1 we were in Division 1 we were playing the big televised games in the league and we got to an Ulster final. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot more than other counties have. So if if any player was walking away from that, you mean you'd have to say like, how many tears we're going to have here? Twenty. Yet again, I can't argue with you on it. I I, I I I don't think that any player should walk away. I think you're right. Putting on a Cavan jersey and walking out and cloning us on an Ulster final day, and then losing actually should make it so much more attractive to go for another belt at it like it'd be like walking away after the first punch and, you know this is the absolute last thing I'm going to say the, <laughs> the, the, uh, imagine if if it was decided that there was a big gap in the senior championship in Cavan and they looked at it and said look there's teams there that are never going to win the championship and then they kind of regraded a load of them into intermediate and, and made it really good 
no and the junior no no no, no. <laughs> like we've done no uh, imagine if imagine if uh, <laughs> we said it now because it's probably still the case now that you've you've got teams adrift at the bottom of it I don't know what, what about you call it you call it why not call it the, the uh, Senior B Championship give it a name give it, name it after a great player call well, it that's the what Charlie Gallagher Cup that's what Dublin done. So would you and, be excited about that if you're if you're a Mullahorn? Well, I, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to let this final point rest with you. The Dublin Senior Championship final is going to be contested by last year's Dublin B Championship winners. That's true. Yeah, that's that's true. That that, that's a good advertising for tears. And, and I I leave this one with you then. <laughs> In Cavan, in Cavan, don't you? You've had two last points already. You're gonna make a tour. This the last is my last point. point. That's right. I never know when my last point is. So it's closing time. In, in Cavan, uh, you've got teams that drift at the bottom of the of the junior championship, and uh, which we've talked about a lot. Yeah. So they decided, to, all the things you've 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 used to, to back up the tiered system, um, fellas need to have championship they can win and a, a real realistic goal, all that stuff. So Cavan County Board brought in a junior shield for teams who were beaten early in the junior championship, clubs didn't even fulfil the fixtures. So that tells you what players think of, of a secondary competition like that. Have, have you not... <laughs> we'll get out of this argument eventually. Have you not, on this podcast and, and in the paper, said that there are some teams adrift in junior that should go down to a lower tier? Should go down to the reserve? Yeah, I have, yeah. So there's the example of the advantage of a lower tier. Well, I, I'm saying, I, well, the way I put that was, you should allow, I think there's other players who have a right to, to be able to play in their place, rather. I think there's good, if there's good lads who are working really hard at it, they have, they have a right to, we'll say, play junior football if they want to, junior A football. But I'm saying, you seem to think that the players are going to be motivated by these secondary competitions, and, and there's lots of examples there where players aren't. Look at it, you know what, we'll, we'll know in three years' time if it's worked or if it hasn't, but that was a very entertaining half an hour or 40 minutes of, of, of debate. Um, come back after this break, we're going to be talking about the Under-20 Championships. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So now we've had time to get outside, take a good deep breath. I walked west and you walked east and we're, we're all right again. So yeah. And then the bell rang and we pulled out our guns. Yeah. <laughs> draw. Um, as in it was a draw, I think, although I think I won the debate personally. I, I, I should have done debating in school. I think I won that. Let us know uh, on Twitter, on Facebook or on Instagram who won that debate, folks. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Moving on to the McAvoy Super Value Under-20 Championship. We'll start off with Division 3. Um, there were two games at the weekend. Sorry, no. There was actually, yeah, two games at the weekend. Both on Friday night. There was meant to be a third game, but disappointingly, Paul Neve Breed conceded to Bally Hayes. Maybe we'll start with that one. It's a 13-a-side competition, and neither my home club, your home club, could produce 
enough players to fill fulfill thirteen aside. It's that's alarm bells. Yeah, I literally I, heard them ringing at the weekend. I I I clearly remember playing under twenty one football forward hills against Drumley and and Drumley beat us by about twenty something points. But we had our own team and mm. Drumley had their own team. I think Drumley won it. Yeah, they won like, three in a row. Yeah, actually around so, your age. Yeah, so. Like, that was Division 2 though That was Division 2 But we had won two games To get to that stage <laughs> Tier 2 like I'm <laughs> <laughs> joking I'm joking <laughs> Yeah but Isn't, isn't it Isn't it Disgraceful though It's like Look it may be not disgraceful But it's so sad It's so so sad but I, I, I think it's I think it's a sign We talked about it On another podcast It's a societal thing The way Like I was talking to someone In Red Hills recently And he made the point to me That there has really been No new families Have moved into Red Hills In the last 20 years Very few very few. There's no house in the I states. We've only one national school there, and as I think it's the same with Drumalee. You're mainly pulling out of Drumcrave National School, as far yeah. as I know. And there was a point actually somebody made to me um, the last time you were talking about this on on the podcast, and you were saying that when you were waiting for the school bus, there was enough fees to play seven aside or something like that. Yeah. How many of those are still living in Red Hills? Oh, geez, that's a good one now. Not many. Not, Not many, many at all. Only a couple. Like yourself and your brother, yeah. both gone. The brides is all bar one gone. Yeah, there were. Well, you'd have Pierce West there, and there wouldn't be too many. You know, and and that's and, and then within the point, it was a Drummalee man who said it to me, like as in, I seen when I started playing football in Drummalee, lads that were older than me, but they were seniors. You had the floods and the ties and and the woods is, you know, all of these lads that were around the place gone they all moved to Dublin they moved away for some reason we got very unlucky with where people chose to live it wasn't in Drummalee yeah it, there, there is a look at the draw element to that as well and if you look at Garner, like an awful lot of their great team of the 90s and noughties are living around home and now their sons are coming through yeah, and, yeah. and daughters and, and the club is coming on strong mm. again there is yeah. a lot of that but yeah that's disappointing so anyway Neve Breed conceded that so Bally Hayes got, got the win um, on Friday night in Templeport it was then against Templeport and they finished 113 to 17 in favour of um, the home side there St Aidan's Templeport um, on this game Nisha McKenna probably the name that, that was standing out scored I can't remember what it was I don't report for it but I uh, it scored scored quite freely anyway big big call in this game was the sending off of Ushin Kiernan before half time I believe it was a black card incident and then a verbal altercation happened or something it, it was torn into red and that was that was kind of the the the, the important one in a 13 aside game a player being sent off is so much worse than a 15-a-side game a player being sent off. Yeah, I'd imagine so. that's a good point, actually. And plus, uh, I'd imagine he's probably their best player. Like, yeah, he'd he scored two points Yeah, at that point, you know, at that stage. So that was a, that was a big, big loss to them. Um, I was just trying to think, is Ted's overage, is he? Yeah, he's overage. Ted's yeah, overage, yeah, Kevel Kjogan. Sean actually played, played midfield, scored a point as well. Um for for Templeport, I was just looking Nicodine McKernan playing wing half forward. Um, a few a few recognisable names. Peter Devine actually. I don't think he played much in the club championship this year in the junior. Did he? Player that I liked that on the age, and I think he played in the junior final. You're not you're not confusing with his brother, yeah? What's the brother's name? Is it Michael? Oh, sorry, maybe it's Michael. Yeah, again, if maybe if I think the brothers are they. Good, good players. Yeah, yeah. Good players. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good to see them back, or good to see Peter playing anyway, whether it's back or or not. Uh, Luke Donahue and and his brother 
were in the middle of the field, two big men. It just reminded me when I looked through the team sheet that Templeport have produced with small numbers a steady conveyor belt. You know, that's an impressive thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's 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 well done. And now they're starting to get back some of the players they lost from the junior winning team. Mm. They're slowly starting to come back. Like Dylan Raythorn was there this year and Benjamin Kelly. They hadn't they had missed a bit uh, right. up to that. So like they're they're really coming on strong. It's great to see it. Yeah, yeah. So well done to Templeport winning that by six points. Cuhullin's played Balignard. This sounds like a cracker. It was up in um, Mulla on Friday evening at eight o'clock. It finished three ten apiece. Uh, Park Shorten, the referee. You you got a bit on this one. Cuhullin's Balignard. Cuhullin's yeah. So um, that was a thriller. That was a draw, and I think it was a late point from Sean Kenny. Um, or one of the Kenny brothers I get to mix up two twins two Hollands boys yeah one's a, one's a half back another's corner forward a late three I think to equalise it it was a Thomas Smith the bun uh, got a hat-trick for Balignac real poacher around the goals I think Ryan Galligan got the first two points for Cuhullins but it was 1-9 to 1-4 at half time there was a bit of confusion over some point as well um, Park Shorten was referee and I think there was some confusion over some point but I think it was all sorted in the end so uh, it seemed to be going by the by the details I saw. It was up and down, ebbed and flowed. And any time a team kind of got in front, I think Collins came back and got two or three points in front in the second half. I mean, five down a half time, and then uh, Balian were able to go up and get a goal. It was just a lot of goals. It sounded like a cracking game. Yeah, deadly, deadly. So, um, Cormac Timoney had a good game. I think he got maybe four or five points. Kyle Tyler got a good three points as well. Um, so Owen Donahue was playing as well for for um, Hollands in the middle of the field. So Big some man. good players on show there. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of quality. Um, so yeah, that was the first round game in or games in Division Three of the McAvoy's Super Value Under Twenty Championship. So we'll keep an eye on that as the weeks go on. Moving on to Division Two, then on Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon, sorry, um, down in West Cavan, it was Darren Creeve taking on St. Joe's. It was in Corla. I went down to watch this one. Um, 5.15 to Darren Creeve, 13 points to St. Joe's and a really, really good performance by a couple of the Darren Creeve players. Creeve McGovern firstly stood out his first game at under 20 level. Um, I thought he was excellent. Scored 2-3, I think, from memory, 2-3 or 2-4. Um, and set up probably another two goals at least on top of it and then Rory Corn in the middle of the field was was excellent as well but another player actually I forgot to mention to you this is off air was Kevin McGovern at centre back and I look at that Darren Creeve team and actually it started churning ideas in my head you throw in senior players and could that Darren Creeve combination of Shannon Gills, Swanlambar and Corla compete at senior level I think they really could I think there's a lot of quality there as in, as of now? As of now. Well. well you've lost Grove McKenna, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Like, if you had him and Jason McLaughlin and all those all those guys, Aaron O'Hara was away and he was back for the final. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's always been great footballers in West Cavan. Like, well, going right back through the years, like, there was West Cavan players on every Cavan team that won All-Irelands. Um, yeah. You had three, I think, on the Polo Grounds team, but there's always been great footballers. And even right up to the 70s, like, like the Temple Port are very strong and Shanagales came strong then after that um, but I think this Darren O'Creeve thing is a great idea yeah. it's working really well Like where their numbers are low but they're turning out really good quality teams and I was just going to say that the, the, the quality of the Darren O'Creeve team the, the level of skill by the footballers on show um, 
was was excellent. I was describing to you off air about the uh, the first goal of the game, and Quiven McGovern was operating in the full forward line, and I think it was the first player that was designated to mark him. But he, he stayed close to the goal, even though Dernick Reeve were, were struggling to break the middle toward the field with possession, trying to get through it. But he stayed close to goal, kept on turning left, turning right, moving the sweeper in front of him. You know, by, by his movement, he kept on, he kept the sweeper looking to his left shoulder, to his right shoulder. And then as soon as he seen the gap after, after running out to the right-hand side, he seen the gap back into the centre. I can't remember who gave the ball in because I was looking at McGovern's movement, but... As soon as he seen the gap, he turned. The defender turned brilliantly with him, stayed close to him, but McGovern was able to hold him just enough with the right hand or with the left hand, drop the ball with the right hand to the right foot from outside the 13-metre line into the bottom corner. A brilliant, brilliant goal. Just pure class. And and it wasn't through physical strength that he was holding off his man. It was just kind of for balance that he nearly had him. But Cuevin McGovern, with the right development from now, He's he's the prospect that I think Cavan are looking for. Really, really looking for. I, I'm very excited by him at the minute. Yeah, I I interviewed him last year after Sim Hogs won, and uh, it's very impressed with him. Level headed sort of lad, and he's really driven. Wants to be wants to be a t- tough footballer. So it sounds like he's he's on the right track. Yeah, yeah. For St Joe's, two players that 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 done all the scoring actually. I think were is it Dara O'Reilly a corner forward and Owen Brady at centre half forward. Um, after that. There wasn't a lot of St. Joe's players kind of standing out, unfortunately. Now, I'm sure they had a better performance the previous week against Blackwater, but didn't just go their way. Second half was pretty much one-sided. And I think, just looking back on, on my notes, there was a, a red card um, in this game. I'm just thinking exactly where it was. Um, yeah, there was a red card at some stage, I think, anyway, that, that ended up... Maybe there wasn't. Maybe I'm getting confused in my games, am I? No, I think there was. I think I think I read in your report that there was. Yeah, there was a red card at some stage. I just don't have it down here, wherever it was. But again, it 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 proved the difference in the second half of that game. Um, Kingscourt against Blackwater Gales. Blackwater drew last week with St Joe's. Um, Kingscourt in the first round, they lost out. Was it to Aaron Gales? They did. Yeah, lost out to Aaron Gales. So that's two losses for Kingscourt. Blackwater, a uh, big performance by a man we like. Yeah, Michal Muldoon um, came up with one eleven, which is great scoring. Out of 2.13. Yeah, seven frees and one four from play. The winning score was kicked by Kevin Hendricks, um, oh, yeah. another player that impressed me a lot from much content in the junior championship. Lots of good players there. You can see Michael McKeown boiling goals. I'm trying to pick out the Maher lads, Benny McConnell. The, the Munch O'Connell boys are really good. They're, there's a really good core of fellas like Sean Erickson, Tiernan Riley, Fionn Riley, their brothers, Shane Hanley, Kent Fidoju. Owen O'Shea they're all mm. Connacht as far as I know they're all very good players Killian Clark's Mahara Kevin Hendricks got 1-1 one, one. Ned Brunton came on um, so there's there's really really good quality players there and so there's Mount Nugent Mahara and, and Munchoconnacht so together. they won it they won it with um, yeah Hen- sorry Hendricks goal was he took a took a quick 14 metre free and he stuck in the bottom corner, and that was with time almost up. And then he came up with the winning point, so that was great scoring from him. Like there were seven points, uh, there were seven points in it at half time. Um, right to Blackwater or to Kingscourt. Kingscourt were winning seven wow. points at half time. I'm just looking at, at the report here. Kevin Cortis got the last point, and sorry, Shane Hanley got one. So they left a seven point gap, and but Blackwater put Mihal Muldoon into full forward for the second half, and and it paid off for them. 
um, he got I think he got one three in the second half. So um, yeah, the goal the goal came after a great pass from Ned Brunton. So a good result for them. Um, while I'm on it, while I'm on it here, I've got I've got the report of St Aidan's and Aston Gales in front of me. I mean that was a draw game. Well, we'll just. So that that's the, the Division 2 finished up. It sees Killigarry are top of the table there with two wins from two. Blackwater with a win and a draw from the two games. And then down below it, Lara, Dernacreve, Aaron Gales and uh, Lara, Dern- yeah, the three teams have two points with St. Joe's on one. Castellan and Lara didn't play at the weekend because Dave Ulster are coming up next week. So, uh, yeah, moving on to Division 1, then Aston Gales and St. Aidan's. Yeah, uh, Assam were winning by six, but St. Aidan's came back to get a draw. Shane Sexton, your your player you like. Keep uh, telling you about him. He got a penalty uh, near the end, and then he got a point from play 90 seconds later, which was which was um, enough to get an equaliser. I think both teams missed chances in, in the last couple of minutes. He finished with 1-4, which was three points in play, penalty and a free. Um, Jamer Carney in the middle of the field finished with two points. On the Assam Gales team, Aaron McCabe from Lavi won eight. A goal right. from a penalty and four frees and four for play, which is which is tremendous score. And Dara Tierney got a goal. Neil McCabe got a point. Again, lots of recognisable names in that team as well. Danny Cusick was fouled for the penalty um, as well. So I forgot that Danny was still under twenty. So that's yeah. that's a good side as well. Um, that that's killing care and Lavi and uh, right. Saint Aidan's is uh, good Celtic drum killing drum goon. Yeah. So talking to talking to a Lavi man, he didn't feel like they they had a very strong team mm. uh, the other night, but he, no, the, good, good result for them. Yeah, yeah, that is a, it's an interesting one, all right, because that when you look at the four clubs involved in Saint Aidan's, you know, I, I, I'm just going through names in my head of obviously Shane Sexton there, um, Donald Keepock from from Drum would be a, another player that has played County Minor last year, wasn't it? Or so again, like they have, they have a lot of quality there. So be interesting to see that in Division One, um, and an interesting draw, high scoring draw. Definitely, there seems to be high scoring games in the under twenties, and Southern Gales against Calvin Gales was was no exception either. It was on Sunday afternoon in Terry Coyle. Um, this was an interesting one because you talk about players, quality players on show. You had County Senior Ushin Pearson, you had Key and Madden. Uh, both for Southern Gales, um, and then for for Cavan Gales, young lad Jack Tully played County Minor this year, gone by, but was the pick of their forwards. Look, look, really, really lively. Um, finished, I think, with four or five points, um, and went off injured through very, very brave challenge. Two two brave challenges, just eyes for the ball. Two players going for the ball. He was the smaller of the players that collided and, and came out with a big, big hit off it. But it was a, a really good display by by Jack Tully. Another young player that stood out for me was Tiernan Madden from Southern Gales. First time that he'd have played on a team with his brother, Kean, Because there was, you know, the, the, the two the two age group mm. rule now, he'd have never breached it up until this year. So um, the two of them combined really, really well. And, and they were the pick of the forwards for Southern Gales. Kean Madden, I think, finished with six points to his name. Tiernan with two. Um, Ushin Pearson, a couple of really good scores. Missed an awful lot, though. Missed a huge amount. In fact, Michael Veal done a very good job on him, I thought, um, at centre-half back for Cavan Gales. Um, but Cavan Gales lost the player after 10 minutes 
Dallin Duffy for an off-the-ball incident that um, the neutral umpire seen, and I don't think there was any arguments about it, but it just kind of showed in the second half then. In fairness to Cavan Gales, they came back, they were down by three points at that stage, came back, Luke Malloy doing well at midfield, um, Dylan McMullen at centre-half forward, kicked a couple of nice scores as well, but the second half, Southern Gales took control and, and really just ran out. Easy enough winners in the end. Um, third game then in Division 1 at the weekend was Rammer United against Knockbride. It finished 3-10 to Rammer United and 2-5 to Knockbride. Yeah, the damage was done in the first half. Um, Rammer were 3-5 to 2 points up at, at half time. Goal from Gareth Mannion after 30 seconds. Shawnee Keoghan got a goal. Uh, Al Gerdes Marcus got a goal. So, Sean McAvoy got a couple of points. He fisted one and... Um, Philip Rogers was the only man scoring for an upright, I think, in the first half. Second half, DJ Cassidy got a goal for an upright. Um, Philip McCabe got a goal. Liam Maguire was kicking a lot of frees for Amor. He's just kind of keeping their noses in front at that stage. Now, Bride made a good comeback. I think it was okay. a bit of a win, but Amor always, always never going to get caught. So Maguire kicked four or five frees, um, and they finished well. Lorcan Lynch got a couple of points as well. So. Look, there was four. There was four players from the, that played in the senior final uh, featured for Armour. That was Garrett Mannion, Ronan Patterson, Ben Smith, and Shawnee Kogan. So strong, strong team. But um, not probably be a bit disappointed not to have got something more out of it too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's um, all teams in Division One have played one game. Um, well, sorry, have one game under their belt. But Lockouter Gales uh, conceded the first round game to Crushlaw the previous week. So. Um, we'll keep an eye on that so it it leaves it though Rammer are on top on score difference ahead of Southern Gales and, and Crushlaw who have uh, zero score difference but have two points from their conceded game the game that Lockouter conceded um, so yeah it's going to be an interesting just to let people know the under 20 championship is being run the same way as the intermediate junior and senior championships in Cavan so you've three group games um, a, a random draw each week and then it's uh, into a semi-final or quarter-final. I'm not 100% sure, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep up to date with the McAvoy Super Value on the 20 Championship here on the podcast each week. Um, so I think that that's all the business we have on the show for this week. Don't forget to check out later in the week. We have uh, preview podcasts of Lara in the Intermediate Championship. Um, they're taking on Gal Bally. Um, Killing Care in the Junior Ulster Championship semi-final. They're taking on Black Hill from Monaghan in the semi-final. And then Castle Rahan will be out Sunday afternoon against the Donegal champions. Briefly, Castle Rahan have a great chance, haven't they? They've got a hell of a chance. I spoke to Donald Keoghan this morning and he was very bullish about it. He said, we feel we're as good as any team that's left in the competition. And uh, he says, we want to prove it. Just a quick one for anyone who likes a, a bet... Casaran are currently there's nine teams left in that competition because you've two from Donegal yeah. but, you, but the Antrim team have been knocked out still nine teams left in it Casaran are currently 22 to 1 to win it they're far and away the, the outsiders I think the nearest to them is Derry Gonley at 14s or 16s That's right. you yeah. might be able to get 25s on Casaran if you shop around and the thing is their odds are actually going to shorten tomorrow night before a ball is kicked because there's going to be eight, point, eight teams left in it after tomorrow night uh, after the, one of the Donegal teams is out so Casaran are going to shorten um, and I mean they've got a massive chance now at home and fresh and really fired up they played the a challenge match I understand they played against Monaghan in the challenge match last week alright and and are supposed to be going well 
So I, I think they I think they're value, but I don't know who they're playing the semi. They play the Donegal champions who will have played by the time they play Castle and in fifteen days will have played four games and all of them being county finals or a first round in Ulster. It's it's a lot to ask out of players. So there there's a huge opportunity here for Castle and there's a possibility they're playing the the Reign and Ulster champions, but you know, the, the way those two Donegal finals have gone so far, it could very easily be be the Lenties that they face. But um, a, a really big opportunity for Castle Rahan. And if you could over that one, the sky's the limit, really, because you're 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 really looking at it. It's winning that first game in Ulster is a massive advantage. So yeah, hopefully hopefully they do it. But yeah, we'll have the preview podcast later on the week. Also, if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan, you will hear the in-depth interview that I done uh, last week or the week before with Dara McVitie before he headed away on his tour of South America. So if you want to hear that uh podcast that interview head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are calvin thanks a million for listening to the mcavoy super value ga podcast i hope you enjoyed me and paul arguing i hope you enjoyed the fact that i won the argument paul <laughs> and uh you're drunk man you're drunk <laughs> stay tuned to we are calvin yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in calvin it was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah! Hurrah, yeah! <laughs>